0: are back for another episode of Too Many Men. Tony Picanich, Zach Riley, Tom Picanich, Tyler Dies. We have our Super Bowl matchup set after what was a very good weekend of uh, championship games. We have the Pro Bowl this weekend. Yeah. Clearly, clearly the bigger of the two football events coming in the next week and a half. Definitely. We have cool. NHL head coaching jobs filling up uh, we have Jim Harbaugh basically spurring the Minnesota Vikings. Good. The Vikings <laughs> dodged the bullet. Okay. But we'll and uh, we have a little bit of James Harden news in Brooklyn that I know Trish wants to talk about. Yeah, I do. But for starters, Trish has a story. Oh,
1: we're going to start oh, it no. off with Oh,
0: <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> I think we have to.
1: Oh, boy. All right. So. Here we go, folks. Let me set the scene here. I'm driving home. I look down. I'm like, oh, shit, I need gas. So I get off the highway. I start heading towards the gas station. Now, when I got off the highway, there was a light. There was a line of cars in the middle lane stopping at the red light. There were no cars in the right lane. So I said, I'm going to go in the right lane. There's no cars. Went in the right lane. as I'm pulling up in the right lane, Light goes green. So the cars start going. So I'm like, all right, let me try and speed up and get in front of the front guy so that I can just continue on my merry way. Because down the road from where I was driving was an on-ramp back onto the highway that I was just on, just in the opposite direction. So uh, I speed up a little bit. I realize I can't match that first car speed without going way over the speed limit. So I slowed down a little bit. There was a good amount of space between the first car and the car behind him, the second car in the line. So I was like, all right, let me just pop in here. No harm, no foul. Sped up, you know, slowed down, got in, turned my blinker on, everything, whole nine moved in. No problems, no issues. Kept on my merry way. Went, got to the gas station. I rolled my window down. The gas station attendant starts to walk up. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about in New Jersey, we have gas station attendants who pump our gas for us because I don't know why, but, um, So the gas station attendant starts to walk up to my car. And then this other guy just walks up to my car. So the gas station attendant walks off. I figure this guy works for the gas station. I hand him my card. I say, fill it up regular, please. He grabs the card out of my hand, throws it and says, I'm not filling anything up, motherfucker. Fuck you. Or go fuck yourself or something along those lines. And then just proceeds to curse at me and verbally assault me and just freak out at me. And I'm like, what did I do to you? Like, why are you so mad? And he's like, what did you do? You know what the fuck you did. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So finally, this guy's like, you fucking cut me off. You know where you know what you did. I'm like, where did I cut you off? Where did I cut you off so hard that you're now here yelling at me at the gas station parking lot? So he's like, yeah, he explained the whole situation to me. I honestly didn't even remember it. (laughs) So he's yelling, whatever. Uh, the car that was in front of me pulls off. So there is a gas station pump. Like I'm on the second one. So I pull up to get to the front one. I'm, I'm just trying to get my gas and go home at this point. I'm tired. I pull up. I get out of the truck to pick my cart up. This guy, this, as I pulled away, I was like, yeah, whatever. Go fuck yourself. Like, just, just fuck off. And then this dude was like, oh, now you're all tough when you're driving away. So I hopped out. I was grabbing my card. I'm like, oh, what? I'm tough. I'm tough, big guy. Like, what? What do you want? He walks over. He's like, oh, before any of this, he told me he should punch me in the face, like shit like that. (laughs) So now I'm just yelling at this dude. I'm like, why? Why are you still here? Why are you yelling at me? I'm like, go the fuck off. Like, go back wherever you were heading because this wasn't it, clearly. So then he's like, yeah, whatever. Fuck you. And then he (laughs) picks my card up off the ground where he threw it the first time, throws it further away into a puddle. (laughs) So he then gets back into his truck, which was when I remembered who he was. He was that second car in line when I was driving along and I had to get into the middle lane. I didn't cut him off. We had plenty of space. He was mad because he said he had an inch of space from his bumper
2: that i that think guy. trish just cuts people off and he's just so oblivious to the fact that he just goes along his merry way after he does it and oh yeah no. i can totally okay. see that too all
1: right all right but even if i did right and th- this guy was this upset why didn't he honk the horn once yeah
2: he's he just more to you. follow
0: you he he, <laughs> he didn't, didn't honk it true.
1: one time
0: honking doesn't he get is- your point
2: across meaning the guy at his window does Meeting the guy <laughs> at his window with possibly a gun back at your point. Ooh, that gets yeah. I'm run. just,
1: I'm just, I'm just glad I didn't go home, so that this guy didn't just follow me to my house. <laughs> well, if you would have went Whoa. home, you wouldn't have cut him off.
2: Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so I true. Have left of that
1: leg. <laughs> like, Okay, cool. Me and that guy's paths would not have crossed.
2: Awesome. Reminds me of uh, our situation on 23. Oh I yeah, we were driving
1: the golf course, time. and the guy got out of the car
0: to
2: yell at me. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah but that dude was after doing absolutely
2: that time i i could i was watching the whole situation there in the back seat because i have a habit of turning around and then I had, I looking had and emerging to
0: get into that you lane. had
2: this guy was going a hundred miles an hour <laughs> with a red light in front of him
1: if you had seen this space you would understand there was plenty of room between I don't know, the do i think you almost side drive. No, listen there was a, a two car lengths between that suburban and the white car in front of it.
2: Did you know, Trish, that when you look in the mirror to your uh, in your cars, they are closer than they seem to appear? You know. <laughs> yes, and this guy seemed plenty far back in the mirror, so he was definitely not
1: an inch from my bumper.
0: Zach is a warning message on the side view uh, mirror.
2: <laughs> yep. Well, Trish probably he probably looked in the mirror was like, oh, he's far enough. Good enough. He moved, yeah. as fast as he get right over.
1: <laughs> I had plenty of room, Zach.
2: I know. I, I have. I have I the fucking.
1: Trish.
2: If I get called to the court, you. I'll I'll back you up. There's no court. <laughs> well, <laughs> I
1: don't even know how you would back him up.
2: Yeah, I was there. You weren't even
1: there. I was there by myself. This guy was also by himself in his truck. I, I have no idea what possessed this man to follow me to the gas station and verbally berate me for. I don't know, like five minutes. He was crazy screaming at me. Fish. That's like, and then once, no, once he walked away. The gas station attendant looked at me and was like, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Dude, I have no idea." He's like, "He followed you here." I'm like, "Yeah, what the fuck?" How
2: right, far let's... was the gas station from when you cut him off?
1: It's not far. Not
2: far. Not, okay. not far. It was literally it's too... right. It's, down it's like... a
0: turn, basically. Yeah. Okay.
2: So kind of like what happened with us when he that guy went to the gas station just okay. after. One.
0: That wasn't at the gas station with us. That was in the middle of the damn road. Eli. That was in
2: the middle
1: of a, a highway. Yeah, that was on 23 in front of the gas station by the light. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Got that red. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little basketball. Um, the Brooklyn Nets now seem open to moving James Harden and the Philadelphia 76ers as they uh, were since Harden was in Houston are interested in bringing in the guard. Uh, and the most logical situation seems like a Ben Simmons for James Harden swap, of course, with some other pieces thrown in. It's just, where is the fit? There, so there's I'm been, hearing Maxi. There's, there's, there's been a tough fitting in process for James Harden, I would say. In Brooklyn, especially since Kyrie Irving's come back, there hasn't been the same dynamic between the two. Uh, it's just, is there this, that kind of fit in Philly, Trish?
1: So I've heard that uh, also Maxi and possibly Curry could be coming from Philly as well for Harden, and then possibly a first if if one of those players isn't uh, involved, then possibly a first.
0: That's a lot. I mean that that you're kind of banking on Harden to regain the form he had in Houston. I mean he's he's aged a little bit since then, but uh,
1: well, Max, he's a good honest. young player. Last year, before Harden got injured, he looked pretty good, right? Like he was back to form. He, he did that whole uh, fat thing in Houston, then got traded and then blew up and was just overnight good.
0: Well, I now- don't know if he's still in that form because everywhere else he's been, Houston, when he was the, you know, Mr. Triple Double, well, no, Russell's Mr. Triple Double, he was Mr. 50 point game for that like two year span.
2: Mm, yeah.
0: um, he had to do everything. He was the leader on the team. And now with Harden and Kyrie, I mean, he's not even bringing the ball up to court.
1: Well, if he goes to Philly, uh, out at the three-point line where he likes to shoot from, who else do they have? Well, he'd definitely be the guy up top. That's what I'm saying. He would be comfortable because he's the guy up top. He can pass it down low to Embiid. That's never been his spot. His spot is at the top of the key.
0: Definitely. I mean, but we're, we're still a little bit removed from that era of James Harden. Who knows what the difference, you know, a year and change can make.
1: Yeah, if he
0: can still do what he did before, just with a better, you know, cast around him, because Joel Embiid, I mean, having an MVP caliber season, and potentially talking about trading Seth Curry and, and uh Tyrese Maxi. I like I like Maxi a lot. I don't think, I really don't think the Sixers should consider trading him. Um, but I mean, well, Ben Simmons so... in a first.
1: Ben Simmons in a first, yeah, I could see that. Just, I throw you're, in, you're I throw trying... in Seth Curry too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to recoup something, though. And as Philly, you've been wanting to get that dead weight of Ben Simmons cut off for a while now. This is finally your opportunity to be like, look, we'll give you whoever you want, but you have to take Simmons too because we do not want him. I think
0: Simmons is integral to the deal.
1: You think so? Because
0: I think wherever Simmons goes, he'll play.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: And, you know, I think he would – he, he has been a guy in the past who has needed the ball in his hands, and that's where he's most productive. But if you want to run him up the floor and move Kyrie – well, Kyrie can't play in Brooklyn. Move Kyrie to more of a two position on the road. You know, Kyrie's still very dynamic player. He still has that outside shot, and Ben Simmons working inside, It could be, it could be a very, very good fit for Ben Simmons in Brooklyn.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we'll see. Uh, just from what I've heard, uh, he played last night or two nights ago, and he put up four points.
0: Yeah, he struggled heavily. Um, wasn't the game against Phoenix. I forget who they played. But, yeah, he, he only, him and Kyrie put up a combined four points.
1: I've heard that it just looked uninspired and that, like, he wasn't even trying. And then the next day it came out that he was hurt but it's like some kind of weird injury. It's not a normal one.
0: You know, I I mean, a lot of it, it's such a great team up there, and, yeah, they have been injured. But I think some of this has to fall on Steve Nash.
1: Yeah. I know he's
0: been dealing with a lot with, you know, Kyrie only being able to play half the year and injuries to Durant and Harden and Kyrie when they have been able to play together. But, you know, when – Brooklyn hired him. It was kind of a weird hiring. It was a guy without any coaching experience. It seemed like a like your prototypical players coach. But I don't and think that's Jason what that group Kidd needs.
2: Too. What'd you say, Zach? They should have learned their lesson after Jason Kidd.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just kinda don't... went right
2: back to the same thing and it's doing the same thing.
0: They needed a more,
2: you know, a coach's coach. coach. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta draw up the play, like He's a player. I don't know. Somebody like a,
0: uh, I mean, just on top, Mike D'Antoni, who was available in that coaching cycle. Somebody like that. I don't. Hard know. and not be...
2: like that far off. Like with the like, he's actually like the same as last year, average wise. The like...
0: oh yeah, no, he's been, he's been all right. You know, when he's healthy, and nobody on that team has been healthy.
2: True. Um. Ky- so, yeah, Kyrie I just – some of it's got to fall on that. What was that? I said Kyrie's not playing at home. He can't play at home. He's no. playing half the game. So, I mean, yeah, too.
0: it's great if you go on a road trip and he can get going, but if you have a home stand and then you can go out on the yeah. road, I mean, what it's going to be do? tough. And if you have home court advantage, he can't play for, potentially four of the games. That's that's a real tough situation.
2: And then once you get to the playoffs, what the hell are you going to do in the playoffs? Have him play well, half I mean, the yeah, series? He, he, he played- You're going to lose those games more than half yeah. the time, I feel like especially if you're going against a team like Milwaukee,
0: who showed last year they can beat them.
1: Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Uh, Do you think that the GM of the Knicks, or the Nets, sorry, went to KD and was like, hey, listen, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're thinking. Here's what we want. What do you think? I'm sure, you know, KD has
0: some say in it. He was a big, you know, proponent in getting – Harden to the Knicks, you know, uh, get to the Nets. It was teaming up with Kyrie and going to play somewhere. So yeah, I mean, I, I think KD has definitely been informed. Like these are our options. This is what we might go with. It. Do you have any preference? Yeah, you know, to which road we go down.
1: Well, realistically, James Harden is still a top player in the league. Whether whether he's performing or not, he's still a benefit to have on the team. Yeah, I just don't feel like
0: his full potential is maximized in that scheme on that roster. And if you if you have a player whose full potential isn't maximized like that, it could actually bring your team down a little bit. Because if you have Harden playing, let's say twenty something minutes a game, and he's putting up numbers like he did two nights ago, it's just destroying your team. Yeah, and these are important games on the stretch for them.
1: Definitely, and I'm not saying that Brooklyn's the place for him. I'm saying that. A lot of people are talking about how Philly is going to basically, uh, like, basically has all the power because it's obvious that Brooklyn wants to get rid of Harden. But Brooklyn can still just sit on Harden, not play him, and then just trade him somewhere else. The trade deadline's a good ways away now. so Trade deadline's this week. Yeah, that's still, you have plenty of time between now and the trade deadline. That's six days. They can definitely get more offers for James Harden and start a little bit of a bidding war over him. Yeah, but I think
0: when it comes to, like, what you can get back, like, you're not going to be trading James Harden for picks in the future. You need a replacement-level player now who can slot in and be a third option on the Nets. And, I mean, Ben Simmons, listen, Ben Simmons has his criticisms. You know, he can't shoot an outside shot and all that. But when he did play, when he was at his best, he was a pretty dominant guy inside. And coming in in February – he'd be fresh,
1: real fresh. Yeah.
0: Kind of like when Kyrie stepped in, what was it, January? December? Stepped in, just picked up because he was fresher than everybody else was playing? Looked a step faster? I feel like it could be the same for Ben
1: Simmons. Definitely. I think the trade works. I think, uh, if anything, Brooklyn's trying to shoehorn as much as they possibly can out of Philly. And Philly's trying to bat them off with uh, more reasonable <laughs> offers.
0: Yeah, I, I think the trade happens. I think it happens early in the week. Um, you usually don't see rumors that move betting lines. Yeah, this rumor did. Yeah, which leads you to believe it's really got some serious weight to it. Uh, what was it? Philly moved from plus eighteen hundred to plus twelve hundred.
1: Has Brooklyn moved down at all?
0: Yeah, I think it's like plus 250 to plus 350.
1: Okay. Are they still betting odd favorites?
0: Uh, yes, I believe that still makes them the betting favorites.
1: That's awful.
0: I mean, KD, man.
1: No, I understand. And KD always will give you a chance. And him and Kyrie look good together. That team still is pretty strong, even without Harden. But – there are just so many more teams in the league that are more well put together, better coached, just better, better all around.
0: Yeah. I, I still, I don't even like them in the East as like the top team. I still like Milwaukee, you know, they turn it on down the stretch. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo is unstoppable. Barring unstoppable.
1: something unforeseen. Yeah.
0: Yeah, barring a, an injury of some sort. Now, I, I assume a team like Milwaukee going to be buying at the deadline, going to be adding pieces. This isn't you know, the, this isn't the final form of their team this season. Everybody who's a contender is going to buy at the deadline. So if you think that Milwaukee is just going to sit idly by if teams around them are making improvements, that you're wrong. They're going to make improvements as well. So let's move to the NFL's head coaching carousel. We opened the offseason with nine available jobs. We had some fill up here let's go through where we are Jacksonville Jaguars announced they will be hiring Super Bowl winning head coach Doug Peterson uh, a couple years removed here from his job with the Eagles definitely didn't seem like the team's first choice really seemed like they wanted Byron Leftwich who pulled his name out of the running after uh it seemed like couldn't get the deal done because of the GM Trent Balky but Doug Peterson goes down to Jacksonville, and he will have the young Trevor Lawrence to work with down there. Uh, I'm not sure if it's a great fit. It's interesting. Um, You know, you look at what Doug Peterson did that year with Carson Wentz, how he got the most of Nick Foles in the playoffs. It might be a good from a Trevor Lawrence point of view, but when it comes to a team that really isn't this close to winning at all, I'm not sure Peterson is the best fit down there.
1: I just want to say that I'm a little surprised that he got hired again so quickly.
0: Well, he was the odds on favor for a lot of jobs entering uh, the off season. He was the odds on favor for the giants odds on favor for Jacksonville here in the past couple of weeks. When Gruden resigned earlier in the season, he was the favorite for the Raider job.
1: No, I understand all that, but what he did at the end of his career, the last game he ever coached was a disgrace.
0: You know, a lot of people don't care about that outside of here.
1: That is awful. <laughs> because you don't you don't try to lose a game. That's just not what you do. We're talking a lot about integrity of the game. Have we covered the Brian Flores lawsuit yet? No, nope,
0: we're going to get to it here oh, soon.
1: okay. Well, I'll talk about it later then. Don't worry. I'll bring it back up.
0: But, I mean, at the end of the day, Super Bowl winning head coaches don't grow on trees. That's true. It's if you can get your hands on one, you you might as well do it. Uh, Josh McDaniels hired by the Las Vegas Raiders. He gets his second shot at a head coaching gig. Uh, first one was in Denver many, many years ago, but he's back, and it seems like they've made a commitment to Derek Carr. Quarterback McDaniels said he's excited to grow the team around Derek Carr. So basically putting any kind of quarterback rumors to bed there. Derek Carr should be back next year for the Las Vegas Raiders. And this is another question. What I, I mean, I'm not high on Josh McDaniels as a head coach. I mean, there's a lot of awful stories from when he was in Denver. A lot of former players don't like him. In the, and the way he coached, It's just doesn't seem like a good player's coach. seems like he can get, players get on his nerves very easily. Um, but it's a team built to win. I feel like Doug Peterson might have been a little bit better of a fit for this job, a team that's really looking to take the next step in winning. I mean, it's a Super Bowl winning head coach you could have brought in and said you bring in Josh McDaniels, who struggles as a head coach in Denver. It's an interesting fit. Not sure if it's the right fit, but uh, that's the direction they've went it. Uh, next, we got the New York Giants Hi, hired Brian Dable. We touched on that a couple episodes ago. Uh, Dable, the offensive coordinator, former offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills, um, putting together his staff in New York. They hire Mike Kafka, former NFL quarterback, and uh, former quarterbacks coach for the Kansas City Chiefs as their offensive coordinator. They did just lose their defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham, to the Las Vegas Raiders. He will join McDaniel's staff there. So they're in the market for a defensive coordinator. Uh, Denver Broncos go with Nathaniel Hackett, going basically opposite of Vic Fangio, going from defense to offense. They bring in the former office coordinator from Green Bay.
1: You think that means Rogers is going to go there? Uh,
0: no.
2: There's the Tampa Bay. That's I think Rodgers
0: stays, stays really? in Green Bay.
2: I don't think so. I don't like the think NFC so either. just
0: keeps getting easier by the day.
1: Yeah, but he already said he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuild.
0: And I'm telling you, they're not going
2: to rebuild. They don't need to rebuild, no. really.
0: They're in cap hell. What are you both talking about? you restructure some contact, uh, yeah. contracts, you cut some guys, you're out of it.
2: They've, yeah, been, but then, they've been, just... been in cap hell for like seven years. The salary wow. cap
0: does not exist. Yeah, it doesn't. They could just kick some more money down the road if they really wanted to.
2: Because if you think Aaron Rodgers
0: is going to be there another two years, you just kick it a little further down the road. So yeah. Pay you later. Nobody's going to care if we win right now.
2: Yeah. Well, Aaron Rodgers doesn't I'm have a button filter.
0: So Denver gets Hackett. Uh Bears go with Matt Eberflus, the former defense coordinator of the Indianapolis Colts. Um, kind of a guy under the radar for jobs entering the head coaching cycle. Uh blew Ryan Poles away. Um you know, I, I'm not a big fan of the hire. I really think they should have went offensive minded head coach for Justin Fields' sake. I know they were in on Brian Dable to the Giants. Officially, you know, made him official. So uh, I thought Mike McDaniel would have been a great, uh, great pickup there. But they go Ibrahflus, who I think is a, a solid, solid head coaching candidate. I just don't like the fit in Chicago. Minnesota Vikings. Uh, so they had an interesting one earlier in the week. They brought in Jim Harbaugh for an interview Wednesday, and from the outside looking in, it seemed that Harbaugh was going to get offered the job. It almost seems like Harbaugh just saw the interview as a formality and he was going to get offered the job. That didn't happen. He leaves Minnesota without an offer, heads back to Michigan. Minnesota changes their search. They are expected to hire Rams offensive coordinator Kevin O'Connell. That hiring can't become official until after the Super Bowl since the Rams are in it. I, I kind of believe the Vikings actually did dodge a bullet with not hiring Harbaugh. I do not think he's that great of a coach. Yeah, I don't really see the allure around Jim Harbaugh. He seems like a great college coach, you know, brings in names because he's such a big name. Players will want to play there. It's easy to recruit if you're Jim Harbaugh. A little harder to win games. Like, um, he had everyone success kinda just, in the NFL. Winning everyone kind of just lost it about it uh, when he just beat Ohio State once. He's like 1-8. in eight. He finally beat his rival just once. And that was enough for people to say he can come back to the NFL.
2: I'll do it again. Harbaugh
0: informed Michigan, this won't become a yearly thing. So it looks like Harbaugh is staying with Michigan for the foreseeable future. Uh, Some openings we still have. It is New Orleans after Sean Payton decided to step away. Um, Adam Schefter (laughs) reporting that some of the candidates there, Byron Leftwich, offensive coordinator for the Bucs, Aaron Glenn, defensive coordinator for the Lions, and the front runner, in my opinion, uh, current Saints defense coordinator, Dennis Allen. And this is going to be a hard position to fill. They're in salary cap hell. They don't have a starting quarterback to pay in Taysom Hill all that money in his hybrid contract. This is a tough job. This is a tough job.
1: And
0: they the can't restructure
2: some contracts. They need a rebuild, I feel like. They need a they full need to rebuild. Do. Yeah.
1: Oh, they can't just restructure some contracts. Though?
0: No, they can. They're not the same. They can.
1: They can. I but who are
0: you going to start a quarterback if you do that? Taysom Hill. And you are going to win something?
1: I mean, you could win some games. What, no, like seven? Some games. I wouldn't even say
2: seven.
0: I mean, yeah. maybe now that ten, now that Brady's out of the division, you know, yeah. if Taysom Hill starts for like I don't know half a season by game four, he'll be a top tier quarterback.
1: Will Winston be
0: healthy next season? Winston's not should under contract. Be. Oh, he's not. He's going back to the Bucks. Sign him back. You might not be able to.
1: <laughs> Where's he going? The Bucks. He's not going to the Bucks. He's
0: going back. Totally, they're should. not going to
1: sign him.
2: A totally, new man.
1: Should. totally should.
2: He already he went surgery
1: flamed out. It didn't work.
2: It's he didn't have laser eye surgery though.
1: No, I understand, but he still was the thirty for thirty man. In on the team, so he really just shouldn't return there. He was doing a lot better with the Saints
0: again, laser eye surgery. Sitting behind and Drew Brees, sit for a year behind also Brees
2: for
0: yeah. One. Uh, other openings we have Miami after firing Brian Flores, who we'll get to in a second. Uh, front runner there for that job looks like 49ers offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel. Uh, he is one of the bright young offensive minds in the National Football League. Um, I just don't think he's ready for a full head coaching gig. Uh, but it would be really interesting to see what he can do down in Tampa with Tua Tagovailoa. Down in Miami with Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah. What did I say?
2: Tampa. I oh, Tampa. oh, did oh, you bad. say Tampa? I, didn't even hear
0: I thought I said Miami.
2: Zach, didn't. Man. He I, said didn't I didn't hear it.
0: Next, we have the Houston Texans. After firing David Cully, uh, the front runner there really looks like Brian Flores, who is in the news this week uh, filing a lawsuit uh, against the National Football League and three other teams with uh, for, for racism in the hiring process. Um, I really don't think he has a case against the New York Giants.
2: No. Well, I mean, the, what do you expect team... when they hire the GM of that team? He's gonna favor the players or the like people from his former team. I feel like coordinator. Well, um, yeah. So the three
1: teams he filed a suit against specifically that were named were the New York Giants, the Denver Broncos, and the Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Giants was because uh, he felt that his interview was quote a sham. <laughs> the Broncos because he said that. Uh, the both the gm and the assistant gm and i think the owner showed up and they seemed disheveled again another
0: sham over, interview
1: hung over another sham interview and then his accusations against the dolphins are a little bit uh different yeah
0: i that-
1: wouldn't say those no, were hiring
0: based yeah no
1: they were more he felt that they treated him unfairly Because he's an African American head coach. And also, he accused them of having uh, no integrity for the game. He accused them of offering him $100,000 to throw games so that they could draft Joe Burrow.
0: So let's go team by team here. Uh, With the Giants, I really, I just feel like, you know, they were the most recent team to reach out to him. So, you know, they got put into the case. But the Giants have released a timeline of the events. It really didn't seem like from the outside looking in that the Giants had made a decision on either Brian Dable or Brian Flores until they announced the decision. It really seemed
2: like an did 11th hour see, type thing. as John it, Maris He said. also he also only did like the whole thing about the Giants because of what Bill Belichick said, which he doesn't even yeah. work for the team. So why is he even ta- – like? I get it, it's Bill Belichick, but why are you taking his word for yeah, it? Yeah, there's a difference even... if
0: Bill Belichick actually knew that Brian Dable was offered the job in New York yeah. before the interview or he was just assuming that because it no. was widely known that Brian Dable was the frontrunner, no. for Joe Shane at least.
1: Did you read the timeline that the Giants put out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just so, seems like – Basically – They didn't, according to the Giants, they didn't offer anyone a job before Flores came in. And also, because when Flores alleges that it happened when he got that text from Belichick, uh, the only type of communication they had had with Dable at the time was a 20-minute Zoom meeting. There is no way the ownership, or the general manager, would be comfortable in hiring a head coach based on a 20-minute and And that that was
0: the Zoom meeting you have to have if you want to keep interviewing the coach throughout the playoffs. Right. Giants didn't have that meeting. They wouldn't be able to talk to him again until after the Bills season has ended, which then you didn't know if it was going to be that week or after the Super Bowl.
2: There's no way they offered
0: him the job then.
2: Also, John Mara
0: when in the GM hiring process, made a call to Brian Flores because every single general manager candidate the Giants brought in was interested in bringing in Flores for at least an interview. Flores Denver is where was...
1: Denver's starts to get tricky. Denver is tricky, but it's also a long time ago, and it's very hard to prove. You have Elway, who seems personally upset. Like, he feels personally, um, I guess, attacked in this lawsuit because of the manner in which they said he acted and he uh prides himself on being a professional and handling himself as such it's not that long ago it's 2019 yeah that's still you know a good couple of years ago now so it's hard to prove anything from you know four years ago there are Three years ago. It
0: catches yeah. the Broncos at a very weird time, too. Elway's not in that position anymore. He doesn't make football personnel decisions anymore, and the team's for sale. It just catches the franchise at a really weird time. Yeah. Um.
1: Now it, um, uh,
0: Miami's where there's some
2: problems.
1: Oh, the Dolphins yeah. makes it. See, I personally believe it. No, so I, I think well. they could have beat him. Yeah, why not? Well, so he turned it down. And he also led the Dolphins to uh, -to back-to-back winning seasons after that, which is why he got fired.
0: But, like, $100,000 a loss for Joe Burrow. Miami, it was no secret that they really wanted Joe Burrow. They offered Cincy three first-round picks for the number one pick.
1: Yes, they did.
0: Like, they did not make a secrets.
1: I easily believe that the owner could have gone to Flores and been like, hey, nudge, nudge. I'll give you $100,000 for every loss you have this season if you just lose out so that we can get Burrow. And Flores, being a good coach, said, no, "No, go fuck yourself. What are you talking about? I want a job after this one when you fire me in two years.
0: And then... You have the allegation of the owner wanting to tamper with a pending free agent, with an upcoming free agent. Yes. So the owner of the uh, Dolphins, I know his last name's Ross. I don't know his first name off the top of my head. But invites Flores to his yacht. After asking him to tamper with this upcoming free agent, Flores says no. So they're on the yacht, and it just so happens, by a stroke of luck, that upcoming free agent is at the same marina so flores just leaves and you know i've been trying to narrow it down i mean i think it was tom brady i like i'm fairly certain when it comes to just who was an upcoming free agent at the quarterback position you know it, it, there was no secret that brady was at least a little interested in miami it just seems like that was the guy you know and you got flores used to be a coach up in new england so it, it just seemed like that might have been the guy but if they can prove any of these allegations, that is it for the owner of the Detroit. Mi- uh, for, well, for the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, it's it.
1: It's over. So, it's so does the team? While. Does the team then make him relinquish his ownership? I think the, the league NFL might say he might have and, to force a sale. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Do they make him give it up? I think you have to. I think right? you have
0: to at that point.
1: Integrity of the game. You have yeah. to maintain it. Now nah, the NFL, the, name. the NFL has come out with a statement, uh, fervently denying these allegations. They said that they're baseless accusations and that they are not true, and that the integrity of the game is strong. They're very upset with the Dolphins' accusations. It almost seems that they're more upset about the Dolphins' accusations than the rest of them, which is interesting to me. Well, they haven't well, like la- the launched them- a
0: full-scale investigation into the allegations against the Miami Dolphins.
1: See, that's why I found it interesting that their initial statement was these accusations are baseless. They didn't even investigate it themselves yet. Why wouldn't they say we take these accusations very seriously and they will be investigated? Instead, they came out and defended the Dolphins at first.
0: Yeah. Um, which one? Nope, that's not the right statement. They released a lot of statements this week. The NFL, this is the NFL statement on the Brian Flores suit. The NFL and our clubs are deeply committed to ensuring uh, equitable employment practices and continue to make progress in providing equitable opportunities throughout our organizations. Diversity is core to everything we do, and there are a few issues on which our clubs and our internal leadership team spend more time on. We will defend against these claims, which are without merit. See, that's only – I mean, yeah, I, that really just seems about the equality portion. That doesn't really seem no, about No, that the...
1: one was, but I think – I forget where, where it was. I heard it on the radio. But they were also talking about the uh, integrity of the game as well in one of their statements. And they said that the integrity of the game is important to the NFL.
0: I just – I really don't see a way that Stephen Ross
1: survives this. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. How can you allow him to still be a coach? As a fan, how do you want to continue to go see the team when you know that the owner wanted to lose games? Yeah, I don't.
0: And then every single loss is going to be in the back of your head. Because – As a player for the team, as a fan
1: of the team, as a prospective free agent. As as just a fan, if you're paying to go to these games, you're a season ticket holder and you're going to every game and then you find out like you're going to games and they suck and it sucks. And then you find out that the head or the owner of the team has been paying the head coach to lose games, you're still gonna buy free uh, season tickets next season? No. It's, it it's worked and you got Joe Burrow,
2: would you still would you still go? What was that? If it worked and they got Joe Burrow and they were really good, would we be talking about this? Yeah, because they cheated to get there.
0: Would we still you... be talking about this? I think we would have, because I think if they would have lost that many games, got Joe Burrow, I think Brian Flores would have been fired. Well, he would have been fired? What?
1: Yeah, for going 2-14. and 14. So, so also, I don't know if you've heard about this, but have you heard uh, Hugh Jackson and what he's been saying?
0: Yeah, I, I heard that, too.
1: So Hugh Jackson... Tagged along on this lawsuit, or not tagged along, but has come out with his own story now about his time with the uh, Browns.
0: Yeah, Jimmy Haslam.
1: So he says, according to him, it's not exactly the same as what Flores went through because Flores was offered money straight up to lose. Yeah, there was
0: no fixed amount for Jackson.
1: So what he said was that it was presented to him as a four-year plan that they were going to implement and he didn't quite understand at the beginning what they meant. And then they traded off his entire team and he had nobody and he was terrible and they weren't helping him get any better, but then they offered him a contract extension when he was one in 13 over the past two seasons. So he's saying, isn't that a little weird? Why would they offer me a contract extension? They were trying to lose and it was on purpose and they were trying to get better draft picks or whatever. That's, I think he's kind of tagging on just to try to save his career and uh, his legacy in the NFL. Yeah, I mean,
0: Hugh Jackson won three games, you know, over three years. He with was Cleveland.
1: Really, bad. I mean, it
0: wouldn't surprise me if there was some sort of incentive plan pre- presented to him for losing games.
1: Well, it would mean Who were they tanking for? When did they get Baker? Twenty seventeen. So that, that,
0: that's when it would have been.
1: Yeah. Would it have been right around Yeah, because Hugh
0: Jackson was uh, Baker's first head coach.
1: I guess they got him Baker and then told him, all right, this is the year, turn it around, and then he just couldn't.
0: What was the year they won one game?
1: Uh, That was his first year as head coach. Because did they lose?
0: Oh, no, because Robert Griffin the third won them that one game that one year, <laughs> which is just a wild statement. And that was late in the season. That's the year they were rolling with, I think, Deshaun Kaiser and RG3. Bad year.
2: <laughs> awful, awful year um, of football.
0: And that's that's what landed them Baker.
2: 2017-18 was the 0-16 season. And the following year, 2018, they were seven and eight. Yeah. So his first two
1: years, he went one in 13. So his first season as head coach, I think, was his uh, one in.
2: No, one in 15 and 16 and 17.
1: Yeah, one in 15. That was it.
0: Because I know Sorry. one year it landed them, I think, M- Miles Garrett. And the other year it landed them Baker. Baker. Which I mean, too. I mean, well, Miles Garrett, but we all thought for Baker too for a little bit. Yeah. Well, Hugh Jackson's record in his career
1: is terrible. Yeah, that's he's why eleven I,
0: forty-four and one.
1: Oh, that's why I think he's kind of trying to piggyback off of uh, Flores here a little bit. Just you know, this might somewhat be true, but if it is. He's not coming out about it now because he had integrity in the game. He's coming out about it now because he's seeing an opportunity to say, look, this is why I was bad. It wasn't because I'm actually a bad head coach. It was because I uh, I was taking this money to be bad. But you still took the money. You still played the game. You still were involved. You didn't blow the whistle.
0: Yeah, I found the timeline for you, Jackson. Here we go. So in 2016, 17, he goes one and fifteen. They draft Miles Garrett. In 2017, 18, he goes 0 oh, and 16. They draft uh, Baker Mayfield. And then he's fired after starting the season two five and one with Baker Mayfield. And mm-hmm. that's when uh Kitchens, Kitchens and fuck, what is the defense coordinator who was defensive coordinator for the Jets who called a couple cover zero? I think Greg Williams. Oh
1: yeah. yeah. Like, that, think was, that the was the tandem. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense that the Browns would want to have lost those two seasons because they had two guys that they kind of wanted, uh, especially Baker Mayfield. That makes a lot of sense.
0: Especially Miles
1: Garrett, too. I mean, Miles Garrett's an animal. They're both really good players. So, it makes oh. – well, they were both supposed to be really good players. Baker has kind of yeah. – Leveled out? Low. Again, before he came in, they were, what, 0-16, 1-16, or 1-15, so he turned it around. It's going to be interesting where this
0: Brian Flores lawsuit ends up. I do think he gets the job with Houston.
1: Yeah, but he has said if he gets a job, he's not dropping the suit.
0: Yeah, but I just want to know where the stance would be after he gets a job. Could be a little bit of a pivot.
1: You think he changes some of the accusations or not? I don't don't know. I don't don't
0: know. I just, I I don't know what the next step would be, but I think it'd be an interesting one.
1: I know that the Bill Belichick texts are completely ridiculous. Even if Bill Belichick did text that to Brian Flores,
0: there's no way he could have known.
1: Bill Belichick is the head coach and general manager for the Patriots, not the Giants. Anything yeah, why are you taking any word from nothing? Him? It means nothing to the Giants and their organization or the Bills and their organization. And he says, Oh, I'm hearing from the Giants and the Bills that they blah 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 blah. How? How are you hearing this? Bill, who are you hearing it from?
2: Well, he does love the Giants and knows a lot of people, but either way, like no, that, but his word is not he hear it? final. He hear you know, why is from... he taking his words like at a hundred percent?
1: <laughs> Did he hear it from Mara or Tish or uh, Shone? Shane. Shane. Did he hear it from any of those people? Or Did from be- Dable
0: himself saying, hey, they offered me the job.
1: Yeah, or maybe. If-, if he didn't hear it from- Yeah, but if he heard it from Dable, why would he be texting Dable saying... Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make any sense. So, if Come he didn't hear from any of the ownership or management of the Giants directly from their mouths or a text or a call or something, then it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, you can have a guy that you're – he's the lock. He's the guy that we want. But you still to do backup interviews. What if he decides you're not the team he wants to sign with? Then you're fucked. You're up shit's Creek. If you don't do any other interviews, you're always going to do multiple head coaching interviews.
0: So real quick here before we move off the topic. Uh, former Giants running back Derek Ward Who was the wind part In Earth, Wind, and Fire The Giants running back trio In the 7 season Told the New York Post that Bill Belichick Still wields, quote, a ton of power Within the organization uh, Lawrence Tynes, kicker for the, former kicker for the Giants Then called him out on Twitter Saying, come on, D. Ward, you're way out of line with this take I love you like a brother, but this is just dumb
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah He, yes, he might still know the owners and have respect for the owners and even talk to the owners, but he doesn't have any influence over what the owners do. And he definitely doesn't know their plans.
2: If he did did have influence, we wouldn't be this shitty for this long. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I don't know if that's true. No, why don't you influence
0: another team to be better?
2: All right. But if he was doing it to help us. That's what I was. Why would you help
0: another team get better? He
2: loves the Giants. Still, he's also totally different leagues. Why would he care?
0: Also, Bill Belichick, I don't think is a good executive. So,
1: it's just completely ridiculous the idea of Bill Belichick somehow knowing what the Giants are going to do before the Giants even know what they're going to do.
0: Yeah, Uh, it's.
1: I don't it's know. an it's
0: interesting a, case with the Giants.
1: It is very interesting. Uh, Denver, he definitely has more of a shot.
2: big right, shot.
0: So, uh, let's move to the Super Bowl 56 matchup. We have the Cincinnati Bengals representing the AFC. Los Angeles Rams representing the NFC. Let's break down the NFC first. That game against the 49ers NFC Championship game, Niners started off real hot, kind of just – Flatlined at the end of the game, came down to Jimmy G's arm on that last drive of the game, couldn't do it. Um, when it comes to a turning point in that game, I see two of them. I, they had fourth and one on the 50, the Niners, and they were up three at the time, three or seven. And instead of going for it on fourth and one, they punted. When you have – you've been more physical than them on the line of scrimmage all game. And you have Debo Samuel, perhaps the most elusive guy – remaining in the playoffs at that point. Why not just give the ball to him and let him get a yard? Or why not add a wrinkle, maybe throw Trey Lance in there, still give the ball to Debo Samuel, and go get your guy get a yard. A yard, now, basically, to run down the clock and get to the Super Bowl.
1: To be fair, just before that, uh, two plays before that, actually, Debo just got stuffed at the line. So, it makes sense. Yeah, like but then they handed still... off a
0: fullback dive to Kyle Juszczyk, A counter dive when Trent Williams came across didn't even lead strong side into the line of scrimmage with only one yard needed.
1: Mm.
0: And then you got Tart dropping the interception, which would have not sealed the game, but would have been a couple first downs away. That wasn't that big. That was pretty big. No, it wasn't. There was still nine minutes left in the fourth quarter, and they punted That's on the next play That's a huge game anyway. changer. Though, yeah, but they got two quarter. possessions after it, the Rams. The tying possession and the leading possession. The Rams, that possession went down and scored.
2: Yeah, if they don't get that and interception. And then you got Jimmy G backhand throwing Everything. They could have wasted it down the four minutes, and they wouldn't have been able to come back.
0: Tom, what do you think about Jimmy G backhand throwing that ball? It hit that running back's hands.
1: Jimmy G is a dog shit quarterback. And we always
0: say, I know there are some people here who take it very very seriously when they say, if it hits your hands, you should catch it, no excuses. What he should have done was slam down to the hand. ground. Should have done that too. Could have done either of them. Instead, he hit it right up in the air. What kind of awareness is that? There's an interesting thing going on. He didn't hit it up in the air. It hit off his hands and bounced into the air. So he hit his it in hands. The, in the air. No, no, hitting it in the air implies that he pushed his hands up and pushed the ball up in the air. It hit his hands. It, it didn't even hands. really go in the air. It kind of just went through his hands. Yeah. So there's an interesting thing going on in this Sixers Mavericks game. Somebody dunked and broke the basket.
1: Word.
2: Like, oh God. Just bent oh. the
0: rim. And now they got to change baskets. So they're in this, this delay. After trying to fix it. Oh, is that what I
2: just saw? Didn't Luka Doncic call it out after shooting a three? Yeah, after shooting a three.
0: And then they had uh, Boban jumping and grabbing on the basket, trying to level it back out.
2: Oh, my gosh. Didn't work. Yeah. yeah, I (laughs) saw the picture of the level on it. Yeah. There's still a, a delay for it?
0: Yeah. They're changing baskets now.
2: Wow.
0: So in the AFC, we have the Bengals' overtime win against the Chiefs. And there's a clear turning point in that game.
1: What a game. Chiefs
0: on the one at the end of the first half, they throw a little swing pass out to Tyreek Hill. He doesn't get in the end zone. He doesn't get out of bounds. Chiefs out of timeouts. That runs down the clock. They can't kick a field goal before half to stretch it to what? What was it? 18-11 at that point? Or no, it was an 11-point game at that point. 23-10, uh,
1: mm-hmm. I think, or 21-10 by I thought, half. I, I, thought think-
0: was, I thought it was I thought was. 24-13. It was, I thought it
1: was, 24-30, it was- No, it was 21-10. 21-10. 21-10, I think. Because I know the first time I looked at the score, it was 21-3, and I was like,
2: oh, my God. Yeah, at the end of the half, it was
0: 21-10. And you look at the Chiefs who kicked the field goal at the end of regulation to force it to overtime. That field goal could have been to win the game if you would have just kicked that field goal earlier.
2: Well, all right. Here's where I don't like where you're coming from here. The Chiefs pretty much got shut out in the second half. You could arguably say they could oh, they have did. scored. They could have done anything a little bit better. in the no, second No, they half. did. But if the,
0: if the second half unfolds the same exact way it did in at, like, actually
2: yeah. that
0: field goal gives them the lead. It doesn't tie the game and send it to overtime. Yeah. If they score the they same do. exact amount of points and everything happens the same exact way. The worst I still think it was team. the right call. What was that, Tom? I still think what the Chiefs did there was essentially the right call. Oh, I thought it was a right call going for the touchdown, five seconds left. But you can't run anything inbounds.
2: Yeah, it's either throw that. it away or get out of bounds.
0: Yeah, it, the play before the end that, of there were nine seconds on the clock, and Mahomes didn't have anything right away, so he threw the ball basically into the ground. Just do that again. Just do it again. Don't put the ball in the hands in play before the, the goal line. It's not going to end well if he can't get in. Also, Hill has to have a little bit more awareness than that. But the Bengals moving on. McPherson game. game-winning field goal in overtime.
2: The Chiefs finally not getting, uh, uh, not scoring first after getting the uh, coin toss. Yeah, through
0: that pick, which was a ridiculous interception. I did not think yeah. he came down with it.
2: Crazy. But the Super Bowl—that's yeah, that, the big controversy. A lot, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, that shouldn't have been an interception." <laughs>
0: The Super Bowl will be Bengals-Rams.
1: going to be great a great Super Bowl. I am so excited for
2: the Super Bowl. Finally, different teams. <laughs> well, I mean, it's either yeah. Brady or the Chiefs all the time, last couple of years.
0: So let me break down next week because here's what we're going to do. Tuesday, we're going to do a little NBA trade deadline. And uh, – you know, we'll talk a little bit more of the super, about the Super Bowl next Friday. We have our bets episode. I already have a hundred and I think 10 bets on the Super Bowl as of right now. God. Um, I've bet every, I had so many free bets and bonus money, I bet every single player to score the first touchdown. Every single I'm, one, I'm with it. Them. Doesn't matter who <laughs> scores, there could be no score. I win money.
2: A dollar, I'm putting 250 free bet on the Bengals. That's what oh, I'm doing. Wow,
0: you're putting that whole thing on the Bengals, huh? Wow, you're yeah, just trying yeah. to lose
2: money. Why you don't think the Bengals are going to win? They're think doing I it for Harambe, the Tom. They they're doing it win. for Harambe. I don't they're care if it's for
0: Harambe. The... If it was for Harambe, they would have won the Super Bowl after it.
2: They have the power of Harambe on, on their side. There, Tom. Matt Stafford's power is
0: stronger. He's got the power to They're
2: going to fix. The turn world. the Detroit Lions very quickly.
0: Matt Stafford rose out of the ashes. Of the dumpster fire that is Detroit, where most go to die, I just want to say rising from Arizona. That is okay. That is more fate than anything the Bengals have.
2: Joe Burrow is going to win a Super Bowl, Heisman, and uh, the national championship in three. Oh, he
0: will, just not this year.
2: No, within three years it'll be uh, this year.
1: Wrong.
0: So more Super Bowl coverage coming next week. We'll go to Tom's list right now. Is college football rankings. Uh, you're doing ninety nine
1: through seventy five, correct? Uh, no,
0: I'm doing eighty through um, I guess sixty five. Why eighty? Eighty. We're
1: at eighty. No, we're at ninety nine, Tom. You no, ended. At, you ended at a hundred last episode. No, I didn't. And you yes, ended you at seventy
0: five because we're supposed to be just doing. Are we doing twenty an episode? That's what we did last time. Oh, so we're doing seventy nine through sixty. Well, no, we're doing eighty because I stopped at eighty one. I thought you stopped right. at 100. Right. Yeah. Okay. Left. Yeah. 80 through 61. Mm-hmm. Are we ready? Yep. Yeah. All right. Number 80. We got Toledo at seven and six, third in the MAC West. 79 Tennessee seven and six, third in the SEC East. 78 Iowa State seven and six, fourth in the Big 12. 77 uh, Kent State seven and seven, first in the MAC East. 76 Miami Ohio seven and six, second in the MAC East. Action. Action <laughs> 75 East Carolina, seven and f- uh, seven and five, fourth in American Athletic Conference, 74 Boise State, seven and five, third in MW Mountain, Mountain West. Yes, stupidest division names for that. Conference. You can just say Greatest. West Division, Mountain West, yeah, Mountain Division, Mountain West, but also that's the stupidest thing ever. And I think I have to point that out every single
1: time. No, it is the greatest thing ever. The two divisions being named Mountain and West are the greatest things of all time. I don't. Uh, 73, California, 5 and 7,
0: fourth in the Pac 12 North. 72, Oregon State, 7 and 6, third in the Pac 12 North. 71, Georgia State, 8 and 5, second in Group A of the Sun Belt. 70, Liberty, 8 and 5, fourth best independent. 69, Miami, Florida, 7-5, second in the ACC Coastal. And you. 68, Arizona State, 8-5, third in Pac-12 South. 67, Army, 9-4, third best independent. And by that logic, since Navy beat them this year, 66, Navy, 4-8, eight, eighth in the American Athletic Conference. Uh, then you got 65, Davidson, 8-3, first in the Pioneer League. That's an FCS school. 64 BYU 10 and 3, second best independent. Uh 63, Central Michigan, 9 and 4, second in the Mac West. 62, Air Force, 10 and 3, second in the AW in the MWS. 61, SMU, 8 and 4, 6th in the AAC. And should I say 60? Or are we done there? No, do 60. 60, Southeastern Louisiana. Nine and four, second in Southland, another FCS school. So we're gonna pick up Tom's college football rankings after the Super Bowl. Next episode, if he does it, he'll do uh 59 to 26. So we can do his top 25 after that. But before we go, we might as well talk a little Tom Brady. Uh retiring from football twice in one week, seemingly after. Adam Schefter broke the news early, but Tom Brady hangs it up after 22 years, uh, the greatest quarterback of all time, the most winningest player in NFL history, um, just an amazing really career. Apparently, wanted to do it during the Super Bowl, which I would have been all for. Yeah, I
1: would have as well. I think that he could have done a great little Super Bowl ad. <laughs>
2: that wouldn't just, great.
1: Honestly. That would have been his retirement. That would have been so cool.
2: What do you think of P- Patriots fans being upset that, that he didn't say anything about them? In his, he already oh. said everything he was going to say when he left the team.
1: Yeah, yeah he didn't I retire
2: from
0: the Patriots. He retired from the Bucks.
2: He doesn't owe he doesn't owe the Patriot fans anything. Well he then gave six, him,
0: he then gave them a goodbye afterwards.
2: Yeah. Well, all right.
1: Let's not act like he gave them a real goodbye. He retweeted someone else's tweet and said something along the lines of love you Patriots nation with a little red heart. That's not a goodbye or thank you. And goodbye Patriots nation with a little red heart. Whereas when he retired from the Bucks, it was a whole long winded. Oh, it's been great.
0: And his retirement video had a bunch of stuff of him on the page. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Listen, he won you six Super Bowls. Shut the fuck up.
2: Yeah, really. Right. It's, like it's not like he's not acknowledging him being a Patriot. Like, just relax.
1: Like, he's going to enter the Hall of Fame as a Patriot. There's no question. Well, because of what he did on the Patriots, rather.
2: Yeah. He
0: should totally not enter the Hall of Fame as a Patriot.
2: That That'd thing. be so freaking oh, funny. Man, as a that, box? Would
1: so would that, that would be so wrong. I know. It'd be funny, though.
2: It would be hilarious.
1: It would be hilarious. Well, he did all of his Hall of Fame shit on the Patriots and then just solidified it on the Bucks.
0: Well, he broke a lot of those. He got the passing yards record, the passing touchdowns record as a Yeah,
1: yep. Okay. But he got six Super Bowls as a Patriot, and that record isn't going to be touched, let alone the seventh he got as a Buck.
0: But, yeah, Tom Brady's out of the league before his decline finally came.
1: Honestly, I respect that move. He he went out at the pretty much top of his game. Granted, he didn't win the Super Bowl this year, which he probably would have liked, but he still played at such a high level this season. It was clear he could have kept going. Uh, I guess, you know, according to him, he wants to spend more time with his kids, which God bless, you know, family comes first, obviously. So, good for him, and I hope he has a happy and healthy retirement. There's a
0: really interesting scenario that came across my mind.
1: Okay. Let's
0: say Mac Jones gets hurt.
1: Oh, no. It's not happening. He's not coming out of retirement. Yeah, but would there be a better person to call? No. He would be the person to call, but it's not going to happen.
0: One last run as a Patriot? Oh, jeez. Oh. At 50? <laughs> oh. But yeah, no. he's retiring from the game so
2: it's let me crazy. break down
0: uh, a little once again our, what we're doing next week we have nba trade deadline coverage on tuesday you're gonna talk a little bit more uh, the super bowl and then we have our bets episode on friday breaking down everything spreads prop bets everything you could possibly think of we're betting on the super bowl uh as i said earlier I, I have a bet on every single person to score a touchdown i'm using free credit and i'm getting some money regardless i bet every single player the most profitable, yeah. I'd have to say, is uh, that guy Skoronik on the Rams. If he scores the first touchdown, we're we're dancing. <laughs> but we will see you Tuesday for an episode of Too Many Men. Every episode of the Too Many Men Sports podcast, available wherever you get your podcast. Enjoy the Pro Bowl this weekend if you're watching, and we will see you on Tuesday.
1: Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.